Welcome back in. Another edition of DJ and Yak Soccer Talk. And since we last spoke, so many things have happened. Just a few. Our schedule got completely messed up. So Mike Pecky lets go. The Sounders come in and get thrashed. And then L.A. comes in and reminds everybody they really are better than everybody else. True story. Yuck! Jump in. Where do you want to start? I guess I'll start at the first. Mike Pecky let go. Uh, he issues a statement a couple days after the fact, uh, indicating it seems like he may have he may be gearing up to fight this a little bit. I'm not sure what fighting is going to yield him anything more than maybe a few more dollars in all reality. But Freddie Juarez is now the interim coach for the remainder of the season, and. All things considered, the week, how it played out with his firing becoming official and then them going out, like you said, and beating Seattle soundly and then coming back to earth a little bit with that loss to L.A., I'm interested to see how this team responds now with an interim head coach, knowing that they're the coach that had been there with them since the beginning of the season is gone. I think this first week was a mixed bag, but I'm interested long-term to see how it shakes out. So by long term, you mean the rest of the season? Yeah, or maybe, yeah, I guess by the end of the regular season, I suppose we'll see if this team is is fit to soldier on as they need to in most people's eyes, or if they'll flounder a little bit. It comes down, are they going to stop defending? Well, Because yes. defensively, mm-hmm. they have been excellent. Correct. Now, LAFC, I know, scored twice. Mm-hmm. That's the best team in the league right there. Leading up to that, five shutouts in ten games. Five goals allowed. This LAFC is the first time they've given up multiple goals in a game Correct. since early June before the Gold Cup break. Mm-hmm. They have gone from one of the worst defensive teams in the league, a stat that was impacted by four red cards early in the season, two of them in one game where they gave up five goals to DC United. They were playing 11 v. 9. Yeah. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. But they went into that game with LAFC having only given up 32 goals, which was tied for fourth in the league. And so now with that uh, with that week of action in the bag and they give up two goals and you look around and they are now tied for third in the league despite giving up two goals. Yeah. And when you look at how many goals they gave up early, they've been awesome. They have been, yes. If they keep defending, how do they not get good results? You know, if you don't give up a goal, you don't lose. I yeah. mean, it's not complicated here. <laughs> yes. If you give up one goal, you probably don't lose. Mm-hmm. You might, but you probably don't. Correct. So the points ought to keep coming. I yeah. think they can keep defending. I don't think that's in doubt. When they gave up two goals, that was not their first choice lineup. With three games in eight days, they took Donnie Toy out. Mm-hmm. Herrera's better at right back than he is at left back. He's in his second year in the league. You're asking him to play two different positions. You can... You know the closest comparison to soccer is basketball, and I've heard coaches in both these sports say, "Let a guy learn one position." Yes. Don't put too much on his plate. Right. This is not brain surgery, but with Tony Beltran not getting healthy, their next option is to move Brooks Lennon back, which is, I mean, this is a total conundrum. We could do a whole thing just on this. <laughs> he he was going to be a winger. He was going to be an attacking player. They move him to right back out of necessity. Yes. It works beyond anybody's wildest dreams. The club. He's picked as the defensive player of the year on the club. <laughs> and now he can't get in the starting 11. I mean, <laughs> right? It's, uh... it's totally upside down. But off the results they've gotten bringing Toya back in, you can't argue with the decision not to put him in the starting 11. Correct. 
they're much better. Their win-loss thing is much better when he's out of the starting lineup than when he's in the starting lineup. And some of that may be on him, but some of that is also you know the quality the other guys bring, that their record is that sparkling without him. So I think they can keep defending like this. I don't, I don't see any reason why they don't. Regard. I mean, the, the expectation of the goal shouldn't be to make the playoffs. It should be top four and have a home game. Yes. And win the home game and get to the second round. And the way things are going... Second place is not out of the realm, and I can't believe I'm saying that out loud <laughs> because that was completely off my radar for it's a big chunk of the season. Stunning, but the results have gone their way so dramatically. Yeah. So Petke leaving, not much changes. I think some things change. Okay. Every coach does their own thing. There'll be challenges that come up that Petke hasn't addressed. Mm-hmm. Right? They weren't at that point in the season. They weren't yes. given these choices. You know, it's just the circumstances will be new. Yeah. But largely, they worked on how they were going to defend in training camp in January. And that has, with a couple exceptions, one stretch where they got the red cards and one stretch where they played three games in eight days and went back east and changed the lineup. And they just completely lost the plot in Montreal and New York. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that was. I mean, it was a disaster. I know what it was. It was a disaster. They took a vacation while on a road trip, essentially. It, it was, that was horrible. Yeah. But in a way, it came at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Because it underlined, well, you played the right way and you played the wrong way. Would you like to get drilled? <laughs> yeah, do you, you know. Do you and you got to, yeah. you got a little mini camp. You get usually you get a little downtime, and then you have a little mini training camp after that mm-hmm. to get back on point. And you know, if it happened another part in the season, maybe that losing thing would have long, you know, lingered, and they would have, you know, the snowball gets out of control. Kind of what like you maybe a Houston has gone through or something, you know, where a team that's going well all of a sudden goes really poorly. Yes, but they had that point to get the ship, you know, back on track. If I can mix my travel metaphors, <laughs> so I don't think because they're keeping the interim coach and the staff for the rest of the season. I don't think a lot changes. No, and I think what they have works. If I had to guess right now, the most likely outcome is it goes pretty well to the end of the year, and Freddie Wars gets hired as the as the head coach. I'm not going to lie. I want Freddie to be the full-time head coach. I, I've been. Oh, that's a hard one for me to agree with. That's just me. Okay. I, I've known Freddie I, for a long time. I, I Right. And I know him and I like him too, so yeah. it's hard to say I don't want to, him to be. But as the league goes to a different place, that's, look at the I, coaches I they're hiring what, and bringing into the league. I see what so you're I saying. So I can say, yeah. I want Freddie. And then if Deloy Hansen or Craig Weibel <laughs> says, well, really, we're looking at Coach X and his resume. Yeah. I get that in that regard. So if they do that... But I also think that an interim coach who is successful, like Atlanta, okay, they went out and, and brought in... Um, Frank DeBoer? No. Oh, they, the original uh, Tata. Tata, right. Yeah. When, they, Tata they bring, when they bring him in, well, they're an expansion team, so yeah. they can do anything, right? Yes. San Jose, you're not going to promote from within because it was a disaster. So they go get Matias Almeida. But RSL, if it's going pretty well, you can promote from within. Yes. I think it's going to go pretty well. <laughs> and owners, and Deloitte's no different. If anything, he's more like this. <laughs> but he's no different. Owners, when you have a chance to promote from within, it's good for the organization Correct. and the culture, right? Any business. Yes. Promote from within. Mm-hmm. But especially in a high-paying position like a head coach, you don't have to pay him as much. You're giving him his break. Yes. So you don't have to, you know, when you give Quinn Snyder a break, Kyle Whittingham was different. 
because he had two job offers, so mm-hmm. he could get more money. Yeah, he could um, leverage it but a little the, bit. How he got those raises versus what he signed for versus what the first offer was, he was another guy. Hey, you're getting promoted, so mm-hmm. but then he had you get multiple offers. If Freddie can get a second offer, then he can get a lot more money. Yes. If he can get a second offer, he can make the magic happen. That's Absolutely. what that would come down to. But I, I think, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that the framework that Pecky laid this season, with, especially with the defensive mindset for this team, it's going to continue this year. Mm-hmm. And if they continue with that, like you like you said, the results are going to manifest Atlanta themselves. has a coaching change, so they're changing, and they also had roster changes. And it's taken them. They're changing tactics. Yeah. They're changing, and now they're starting to revert to some. Well, you know what? Maybe we ought to go back to some of those stuff. And they're top the East better. all of a sudden. <laughs> right? Yeah. But. So there's no reason for any of that with RSL. Yeah. And I think to get to the second point that, um, you know, what they did at Sporting Kansas City and Seattle, you know, Sporting Kansas City was the second time mm-hmm. in a row, after not doing it all year, second time in a row that they conceded that first goal and came back and got the Rallied, win. Yeah. And then Seattle, I thought that was the most complete game. So you're struggling on the road. You're not good at playing from behind. You're not dominating other playoff teams. And all of a sudden, they do all of that. Yeah. It was impressive. There's no doubt about it. And you, you've talked about the whole you want uh, equal points to road matches at the end of the year. Yep. Well, RSL currently, we've got 12 points and 13 road matches. So they're coming right up on that number you've talked about. They put together a couple more results on the road here. They still go to Vancouver. Exactly. Last game of the year, Vancouver, maybe they'll want to play spoiler and maybe they'll want to go Just away. go home, yeah. It's yeah. time to go to the beach, guys. We're out of here. <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing is, that defensive mindset, that can travel with you. And if you play that stingy on defense, you're going to grind out road results regardless of what you do. Because like you said, if you give up zero goals, more than likely you're going to win. Give up one goal, you got a good chance, a period, of getting a result. And I like how the framework is laid there that's kind of been paying off. And I don't expect Freddie Juarez to come in and be like, guess what, guys, you see this game plan? We're tearing it up. We're going to start over. He's just going to carry on with what's working. And they have been countering well. That 3-0 win over Correct. Seattle, yeah. all of those came in transition. Yeah, they, got the, they turned the ball over with that high pressure, and then they go right back at it. So him. you can turn over the high pressure, but they also, in one, they won the ball. They were in their own third, and it was a ball to Corey Baird, long ball down oh, the correct. left side. Oh, correct, yes, yeah. And then he took it in. He went to Crylock. He mm-hmm. went to Rosnack. He scored. And Seattle never really got everyone marked. They never mm-hmm. matched up with everybody. Every Somebody always had a little space. They were always scrambling a little bit, and they couldn't really close down Albert, and he got the goal. So, to your point, going on the road, you can defend. Going on the road, you can sit deep if you need to. You can bring the high pressure if you want, yeah. but you can also sit deep if you need to and counter, and either way, uh, it pays dividends. So, it looks good now, but the one thing that's out there, <laughs> I'm such the wet blanket. Oh, here we go. This is such a wet blanket. Yeah. But we've seen this before. Like, teams get on a run, and you don't see it coming. No, you, you don't. You know, nobody said during the Gold Cup break, yeah, well, they kind of got torched there in Montreal and New York, but don't worry, they're about to lock it down. You know, they're, they're going to be getting shutouts where Nick doesn't do anything except goal kicks. You mm-hmm. know, occasionally a ball will roll in his direction and he'll <laughs> scoop it up, but there won't actually be a shot on goal. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was so dominating. It yeah. was so good. But streaks like that also end for no apparent reason. Now, sometimes you can see them coming. We all had an idea Houston and Dallas might fade because they've done it before and what yes. humidity takes its toll, whatever it is. Uh, but you never really know. Sometimes the wheels come off teams and you can't really figure out why. It isn't apparent. You know, you get in a form, but then something clicks and you get right back out. You yeah. don't have it. And all of a sudden you're bouncing back a win here, a loss here, a couple draws, and suddenly you only got five points in four games. 
So I say the second place out loud, and I think they've got the schedule to do it. I think they've got the talent to do it. They're in the form to do it. But until you actually do it, you know, in a sport and in a league, more importantly than a sport, but mm-hmm. in, a, in a salary cap league where there just isn't that much separation, right now there are five points separating second place and eighth place. Yeah, That's ridiculous this deep into the season. And then you look at goal differential, and there's 11 goals. And the one outlier... It's the Galaxy. Sitting at minus three. Minus three. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is, most of the teams are on three or four. Minnesota's at eight. Sounders are at plus one. And then the Galaxy are at minus three. Mm-hmm. It, I, I don't have any info on this, but it looks to me like they know Zlatan's really good, but they don't <laughs> like playing with him. I, he talks all the time. He trashes the ref. He trashes the opponents. He trashes his teammates. Mm-hmm. And they get these weird results, and I can't get out of my mind the fact that they were they had a two goal lead and were forty five minutes away from the playoffs last year. Gave up three goals, knocked themselves out, and handed a playoff berth to RSL. True story. And they're sitting in third place right now. They should host a playoff game, and they're only one point away from second place and hosting two playoff games. And they may get there. They got the talent. But I just wonder if they're going to lay a couple eggs at the end of the year. Back to my point about you never know when a team's in form and they're going to be out of form. Correct. At no point did everyone – I didn't go on Twitter last year at the end of the year and say, oh, well, the Galaxy are about to melt down and back out of the playoffs. Said nobody. Yeah, in 45 45 minutes. 45 minutes into the season finale. Yep. No idea it was going to go that way. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it just plays out that way. You're right. And it's hard to pinpoint when stuff like this is going to happen, but I think going back to your original point here is RSL's got one of the stingiest defenses in the league. It's been the stingiest for a little bit of a run here until this past game where those two goals kind of skewed it a little bit. But if they continue on with that plan and that plan alone like you get you're good in transition you're defending well you're right that second place isn't out of the question for rsl and there's no reason why they shouldn't be pursuing that because if you look at the schedule it lays out pretty well for rsl to have an opportunity here yeah i think i misspoke i think i i can't talk and do math at the same time they're fifth in goals allowed Okay. They are all alone in fifth, it looks like, on 34 goals allowed. But that you know that's a detail to the bigger point but that they're still, defending very yeah. well. Yeah, they're sitting right up there. The, the thing is, I think that they can defend this well. The question mark is always, will they score goals? Mm-hmm. And, you know, finishing... Well, Saturday night's point A to that argument right there. They had multiple chances in that first half. You put one of those away, that changes that match in my mind. LAFC could have put three away in the first half and changed that match. <laughs> I get, I get. I that. thought they had the three better chances. I, they did have three golden uh, chances. RSL had some half chances. Yeah, but, you know, but if you finish one of those, I think uh, as a home team that can just embolden you a little bit. Especially, this is an LAFC team that comes in. Their pl- goal differential is now forty-two on the season. I think. I think most guys kind of look at that team and are like, "Holy smokes, what are we going to do to slow these guys down?" And if you're RSL, I think you're kind of ruin some of the opportunity opportunities in that match, especially that run there where you had about the fifteen-minute window where Walker Zimmerman gets sent off before you have your own guy. And if you're going to second guess Freddie and the coaching Correct. staff, should they have made the move earlier with the subs? Like, while well, Zimmerman's still walking off and it takes a while, do you get a sub you're up and say, them, yeah. okay, we're, we're sacrificing, say, Kyle, mm-hmm. and you bring in Sam, Correct. who you're going to bring in 10 or 15 minutes later anyway, but you bring Sam in right then, mm-hmm. you go into attack mode, and you go right at him. Yeah, you now, having said yeah. that, maybe they just give up that goal on the counter early. LAFC, I got to say, LAFC, there was so much one-touch passing that was spot on. Not just the one-touch passing, but 
playing a guy who's, you know, you're in the counter. They don't play it to the guy. They play it two steps in front of a guy and who's playing distance. He plays the next guy. They played out of RSL's pressure quite well. It was really impressive. And I don't see anybody else coming into Rio Tinto with that level of – and I don't really see it – nobody sustains that level of one-touch play in MLS. No. The way they do. Yeah. You see it out of other teams for a while. There was a a goal, and now I'm forgetting the game. It was a home game. Who did they beat before they went to sporting? Oh, before they went to sporting, it was uh, New York City FC. It was New York City FC. They forced a giveaway in the midfield. You're right. And there were like three quick headers. They pinged. Yeah. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. And then a ball to Beckerman, and he laid it off. And uh, it was a goal. Maybe Savarino. uh, Whoever it was. Yeah. For a goal. And... That so in that moment you see the one touch passing, but like now do that for half an hour, possession after possession. I thought LAFC just sustained it much better, and maybe I should watch more Atlanta before I say that. Um, mm, I LAFC to me, they're among the right now they're among the best ever we've seen in MLS in my mind. Just in terms of this singular yeah. season, they've been absolutely incredible. And you're right that that one touch precision it's it's unlike things we see normally in this league. Yeah. But RSL, there were moments in that match you felt like okay they have an opportunity here, and I'm with you. If you really want to kind of get it, Freddie, it's probably that 15 minute window there. You probably maybe should have sent somebody on and gone into attack. Mode. And one other thing about that 15 minute window, the play at the end of it that evens it up. Yes. Herrera with the red card, and I am 100 percent sure. Okay. That he will be told. Let's see. They he will. It, well, maybe he's already been told, but he certainly will be told that next time let Vela go score. Just let him go. Let him go and see if Nick can, can stop him. Okay. And he probably can't. But Vela's too good. He had too much of the goal. His angle was too good. A keeper's probably going to get beat. But you take that opportunity and because it, it would have been they would have been down one nil. Correct. But they still would have been up a man, and they still would have had half an hour. That's a good point. As opposed to you sent him to the penalty spot and took the red card. Now we're down a goal and it's 10 v 10. Yeah. At least it could have been 11 v 10. And so, but that's the kind of thing that, you know, you're, you're in your second year in the league and play and you don't think that. Well, you're it's thinking in the, in the moment. And Vela, to his credit, he does a million things right. Correct. And he does stuff right that I don't even know he's doing right. <laughs> okay. It's one of those deals. But I thought when he felt the contact and he saw the direction of the ball, there was just a little dip of the shoulder and a little bit of lean. And his the force of his body on Herrera carried Herrera away from the ball. Mm-hmm. So that Aaron, unless he had, what was that movie? I think it was uh, the Will Smith Wild Wild West movie. Oh, yeah, unless yeah, yeah. he could his leg yes. out about 15 feet, and get he wasn't it. getting to that ball. Yeah. Vela made sure he carried him away from the ball. So that way when the foul comes, it forces the call. Yeah, you're it right. For, it forced the referees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a subtle little thing, you know. And that's where Aaron, you ch- and then you back off and, hey, Vela doesn't finish everything. No. Maybe he pings it at Nick. Maybe he puts it off the frame or misses. He had a good chance on a, his right foot, and it looked like he might beat oh, yeah, Nick. Yeah. And Nick pushed it Nick over. Nick pushed Yeah, he got his hand up on it. Yeah. Right. So you never know. But uh, don't don't give up the man advantage for half an hour yeah. at elevation. That's actually not a bad – That's I hadn't even thought about that, honestly, but I probably should have. Someone, someone at RSL did. I didn't think of it either. But it's actually – I got told it. It's a, but it's a smart idea because – Take right. that goal. We'll take the numbers advantage, and we'll just keep pressing. And as a veteran, guys. he'll know that he will have been in that situation, Correct. and he'll make a good decision now he, down now the line. Now he's learning from it. As yeah. a second year guy, he's <laughs> just competing every second. But there's times to take your foot off the throttle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, big opportunity. So this I think weekend. if they could go back and replay it, a couple things. So they'd sub Sam earlier. Yes. And maybe even a second move earlier. Mm. Well, you could have you could have put in two fresh attackers. So do you pull change off? the formation? Drop Dami. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You take Kyle out mm-hmm. and drop Dami, yes. but maybe you even go three in the back. Gotcha. Maybe not right away. Maybe that's a move for ten minutes later. You know, if you're not going to go back ten v ten because you've all, in this alternate universe, Aaron doesn't create the red card. You know, all the things they change if they could. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one of those. It's like after doing a radio show. You yes. know, at eleven thirty, I think. Oh, we should have done we that. Talked about yeah. that. Why, why didn't I say that? Come back. Yeah, you know, I was no, like, I well, it. it's eleven thirty. That doesn't do you any good now, does it? <laughs> no, you're right. It's Great. true. Like, in the hypothetical, yeah, there's multiple things you change in, about that match, but you have an opportunity here. You've talked about this schedule coming up. Colorado, Colorado at home. Hello. Seven points on the road in twelve matches. Yeah. One win, four draws. Need the full three points. Yes. You got. They got a ton of breaks. If you watch the scoreboard all weekend, RSL sitting in fourth place. And they got help. Minnesota United draws at home with Orlando. Mm-hmm. What a break that was. The <laughs> Galaxy and Sounders split the points just like you wanted, but Correct. the Galaxy took a red card and still got the goal yes. to equalize and, and get that to 2-2. So third and fifth place draw, you're sitting fourth. The uh, the Earthquakes, um, I forgot who they played now. I forgot who they played too. But Oh, they went to Sporting and got beat. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Kansas City. Sporting who hasn't been doing anything right. Thank you, Sporting KC. Yeah, bit them. Uh, the Timbers got beat at home by Atlanta. Yep, Atlanta and, went 2-0. And uh, FC Dallas, down three goals at Montreal, <laughs> rallied with three goals in the last half hour to get a point on the road, yeah. which is decent. But the problem is they have given up games in hand to all seven teams in front of them. Correct. And they're eighth, losing the tiebreaker to seventh place Portland. So yeah. they're, in a, they're in a tough spot. So that was an awesome weekend yeah. of results. In terms of you losing that match to LAFC for Real Salt Lake, it's about as good as you could have hoped for in terms of the other teams around you. But that isn't going to keep happening. So no. you better get the three points at home against Colorado. Go get Colorado, then you got a road match at Portland coming up, which will actually loom pretty we're, large. We're getting down to it now. There's only eight games eight left. Eight matches left. After Colorado, there'll be seven. Yeah, I, walk, I, I saw 26. I'm like, hold up. We're only eight matches away from the end of the season here. So it, it's go time. But we've talked about earlier in this podcast, that defense for RSL, if they continue on with that stingy effort game in game out that's going to yield results and that should keep them above that i think that fourth place they line. still get to play the two worst teams in the west correct they've got yeah. uh, colorado coming this in week. and they go to vancouver yeah so as you try to dope out how many points can they get at the end of the year they really need six points out of there now they got to go to new england playing them at the wrong time of the year yes well and you also have houston coming in too and houston who knows what they're going to be like towards the end of the year now with a new head coach well interim head coach for them as well people playing for jobs yeah so the portland and san, o- san jose and uh, Galaxy games all, all loom large. Even Minnesota. Two of those three at home. Oh, they do have to go to Minnesota. You're right. They have to go to Minnesota and Portland. Yeah. So two big road games there. All right. Anything else? Nope. Get points. What does the lineup look like? I think they're getting back to full strength there. What does the lineup look like? Who's sitting Ugh. going forward? <laughs> it's, I, don't, I don't envy you. They're, they're 5-2 and two when Kyle Beckerman doesn't start. And I, I, and that's so the does Krylock drop back, Beckerman go to the bench? It's hard to believe that, but how do you get Sam on the field? Or, here's the other thing, Beckerman starts, Baird goes to the bench, you push Demir up into the middle, Sam's up top, and Rusnak goes out wide where he plays for his national team. And that's, I think those are the two most likely lineups. And the latter is kind of what I'm thinking they'll do, because they don't want to send Kyle essentially off into retirement mode, almost, it feels like, if you were to make that shift. But... 
I think you'll see. I, I I would think Baird comes off, sits on, gets onto the bench, and he's at super sub alongside Sacedo, and you have hit those two he guys had, sitting. He had. Uh, I thought the legs are getting noticeably heavy there at Correct. the end. Yeah, you know, but he was, you know, he he went all three games. Yeah, but if you give him, you give him those thirty minute bursts where he can really run at guys. I think that would be a big boon to what Arsenal's trying to do. I I I, I saw I had a buddy of mine say, okay, when Beckerman's not playing, there's so much better. I get that, but I just don't see them saying like, you know what, Kyle, thanks, but no thanks. I just can't see it. I honestly can't. That's where I think the coaching change figures in. You think so? Because Petke's playing for the long run and had yeah. another year on his contract and Freddie Juarez needs points mm. and needs results or and all the assistants too all the people in the room hey yes. what do you think if they bring in a new coach yeah. the assumption is all those guys are out well you, you know you could offend Kyle and you could you know <laughs> but I might be gone so. I don't know I don't know that offending any player is the is the top priority Freddie's got good relationships with a lot of guys correct and you can kind of see that the way he interacts with guys you know well you know you could stun a young guy and then what would Corey think and I'm like, well, I think Freddie doesn't want to sell his house and doesn't want to you know I mean so well, and- I don't know if you, they're going to be tough if everyone's healthy yeah. Which they've rarely had during the year. They've had a lot of key decisions yes. made for them. Yeah, but now. So we know their top 13, 14, 15 are. Mm-hmm. But rarely, very rarely, have they had everybody healthy. If you remember, Plata got hurt in the opener. Correct. He absorbed a red card. Mm-hmm. He got fouled. And it was nasty. He missed. And he was out. And yeah. Sam Johnson wasn't ready to go. So virtually, the first game, they were, they were missing one guy. And by the second ga- game, they were missing two. You know they weren't ready to start Sam at that point. Yeah, I, I uh, and Justin Glad had a broken foot, so yeah, that was Glad three guys broke his foot. Yeah, so and I would expect he's back in the starting eleven. I like to see Demir playing alongside Everton because he adds that element of attack from that deep lying midfield role. I, I and I see it, and it looks great to me on mm-hmm. paper. I just I can't see them setting Kyle Beckerman Mul- to the bench. Multiple players have said when they get back into that four four two and that block defending, uh-huh. they just they feel really good, okay. really confident. And so as much as we can say, hey, you can put Dami in, then you can push him up, it's kind of like, I mean, multiple players in interview sessions have said, I think we really know what we're doing when we get back in that four four two. Gotcha. So hey. when you push up the field, you push up as a unit. Yes, you do. And actually, uh, Justin Glad was the one who was talking about that. Mm-hmm. He was saying, um, you know, people are talking about how, you know, Nick didn't have to make a save yes. in the game, and we took care of everything in front of him. He said, really, the integration between the attackers and the midfielders and their ability, not not just that everyone's defending hard and running, which, you know, some attacking players just aren't into that, mm-hmm. and they'll run, but they won't plant, cut, and then run to the next guy. They run one time. The ball gets passed, and then they turn and jog. True. And defenders all notice that at every level. Mm-hmm. And then you can take it club, of it. high school, college, pro, whatever. Yeah. They all they see it's, it. it's right yeah. in front of them. Yeah. They know. Yeah. yeah and Justin was saying that they're all committed, and as a group, it's like clockwork. Sometimes I feel like I'm just cleaning stuff up. Okay. Well, because it's mostly done in front of me. Yes. So I'm cleaning stuff up, and people are talking about how Nick doesn't do much. He's like. Yeah, but it's even done before us. There aren't that many difficult situations. And that was the thing about LFC is LFC did put the back four under it. 
You know, this was the first time I've seen people go around Natum like that. Yes. LAFC did that a couple of times. Yeah, they went out you know, around, yeah. They went right at him and they mm-hmm. went right around. And I'm like, wow, nobody's been able to do that. All year long, yeah. It's been it's kind of stunning to see that yeah. happen. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, okay, what's up there? But that Well, f- you wonder, is this define Natum or is this define LAFC? Exactly. And, and when I look at their 67 <laughs> goals, I think it defines LAFC. <laughs> like I mean, we'll be watching it for it in the future to see if yeah, it happens right. again. Yes, but... I, My guess is it's not going to happen. To this point in the season, we hadn't seen it, so I think it's more of an it's, outlier. Colorado's a mess, but Kai Kamara could score goals. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So, so it, that we'll, we'll get plenty of clues on this, but I'm really pretty sure we're going to find out that it defines LAFC. It's more about the, yeah, about... 67 goals. It's ridiculous. <laughs> They're impressive. That There's no doubt about that. All right, DJ and Yacht Soccer Talk. We'll check in with you again next week after the Rapids and the Rocky Mountain Cup and see if RSL gets the three points and gets to 43 and see what kind of help they get and see if that moves them into second or third in the West. We'll talk to you.